Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, Megan interviews Steffi. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello, Steffi. What's up, Megan? Uh, I had a whole thing I was going to tell you, and I completely forgot as soon as you said hello. Oh, no. (laughs) That is so sad. Oh, it's fine. I think probably that sums up how I'm doing, though, actually. So (laughs) honestly, this week has been so long. I know, every time that it's a short week, it's actually the longest week. It's such a long week, yeah. We normally record on Tuesdays, we're recording on a Thursday, and it was Labor, I almost said Memorial Day, it was Labor Day <laughs> on, see, I don't even know, it was Labor Day on Monday, and so, you know, it's supposed to be a short week, but the, the when the short week is, like, when the day off is Monday... The rest of the week is so long. Like, can we just make it so that the day off is always on Friday? It's always got to be Friday. Why do they do this to us? Right. Yes. No, I, multiple people I talked to at work that were like, is it Friday yet? Like, what is happening? What day is it? I know. So I feel it. I feel it. I did make a cake today and it was good. I've been testing this cake. That is a glowing review. Well, (laughs) it was good. I I was going to say something else, and I don't, I don't know. I apparently can't focus today. I've been trying to do recipe testing for like the past week, and every recipe that I've been doing is not going well. Um, So I was really happy with the cake today. Oh, that's good. What kind of cake is it? Um, It is an apple spice cake. Yum. It is. You, I had made the. It last week as well. I guess that was Sunday. Yes. Um, where I had made it, but it was more like, that one was more like a quick bread, which uh-huh. I didn't want it to, which is fine, but also I was trying so to make a cake. <laughs> so this one turned out better, and I made this lovely brown butter frosting for it. Oh. It's pretty good. He should sounds- come over tomorrow and get some. Get a little piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to do that. A little yeah. snack. Yeah. delightful. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I also had things to talk to you about, and I don't remember what they were either. So, you know. <laughs> we're Dogs we're, and cats living together. Anya had some things to say, though. We're just living our lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you had this idea of uh, us interviewing each other. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. And you uh, put yourself up to be first, so I I put myself on the chopping block first. Yes, (laughs) I I thought that you might prefer to ask the questions first rather than be the interviewee first. So, also, Megan has not let me see the questions. So, no, what's the fun in that? Yeah, I just want to be. 
I'm very clear. I have no idea what she's asking me. I have not seen them. I don't. I cannot see them now. We're going in blind. Uh, it's a wide variety. Um, the internet is full of many, many things you should ask your friends and family resources. <laughs> um, including the weirdest one I found, which is, did you read all of Proust or are you lying? Which is like... <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot of questions about this question because <laughs> who is asking their friends and family this? I have never ever asked anyone if they had read Proust, and also, why would anyone lie about that if they had or hadn't? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess if people wanted to seem like really intellectual, they would say yes, but I like guess? they're definitely lying. Right? No one has read it. No one has read all of it. I don't think I've read any Proust, and I'm just fine. Right. I'm a I saw a, I saw a, a naked zombie Proust ballet. Does that count? <laughs> I don't... What? It was in France. Okay. <laughs> no other explanation needed. Also, he's like the longest full name. Uh, what is like, it? Like, so his first name, I think, like, everyone just thinks his name is Marcel Proust. Uh-huh. But it's actually Valentin Louis-Georges-Eugene-Marcel Proust. I didn't say any of that correctly because I don't speak French. <laughs> One, I think two, you said Marcel three, four, correctly. Five, five um, names and then Proust. Is he, like, was he, like, royalty or something? Because I think all the royals are named in that weird way where they have, like, 12 names. All of the names. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was born Some shortly sort of after. Nobility. He was born shortly after the conclusion of the Franco-Prussian War and at the very beginning of the Third Republic. Sure. Uh... I don't know. It's not telling me. Uh, his father was a prominent French pathologist and epidemiologist studying cholera in Europe and Asia. And his mother was the daughter of a wealthy Jewish family. So I guess his parents were quite uh, well educated. So maybe that's why he has a million names. I don't know. There Just you go. couldn't decide. Just give I, them all, all of them. I guess. Sort of like in Jane the Virgin. Sure. I mean, that is like a cultural thing, but I've never seen that in France before. I, anyway. Anyway. Stop. Did not mean to go down a Proust rabbit hole there. <laughs> what else is new? This is, what happens, this is what happens when I Google things, Megan. Proust. Ah, he has I a thousand known. names. Uh, so I'm going to start off with some softballs, you know. All I figure right, we don't need to do, like, you know, introductory kind of things. People listen to the pod. They should know you. They should know uh, some shit. Be a really weird episode to randomly hop on to. But, <laughs> God, hey, welcome. God bless you. If this is your first episode you've ever listened to, <laughs> welcome. So, what has been your favorite place to travel to? Oh, um, Lisbon, Portugal. Ooh, I loved Lisbon. 
Um, I went there for a weekend um, when I was studying abroad in Madrid. So I love Spain. I love basically all of Spain. But there's just something... There was something so delightful about Lisbon. Um, Like, there's so many things to do and it's so beautiful, but it's not super touristy. Like, there's just not a lot of tourists, which I like. I don't love super touristy areas and stuff um, because tourists are annoying. And the food was amazing and the music was incredible. And, like, I asked the lady at the front desk of our hostel, like, what is... I was basically like, what is, like the most quintessential like Portuguese like thing that we need to do. And she was like, you have to go listen to, um, there's this type of music called Fadu. I think is how you say it. And she was like, I'm going to make you a reservation at this restaurant. And it was owned by this like million year old little couple that had been married 50 years. And the wife like was the cook. And she also used to be this very famous like Fadu singer and the husband was adorable and like he came out and was talking to us he was speaking portuguese and we were speaking spanish but we were still able to like understand each other and the music was amazing and the food was incredible and it was just like one of the best experiences of my life so that's awesome lisbon i have i have not been i have not been to spain or portugal but uh for whatever reason portugal sounds way more interesting to me than spain I think it's just, like, lesser known, and so there's, like, a little mystique to it. Yeah. I wonder if – I actually follow some people on Instagram that moved to Lisbon, and so I wonder now if it's the same not-as-touristy situation as there used to be. Yeah, that was definitely, like, 12, 13 years ago that I was there, but – yeah, it was beautiful. Also, um, there's these famous Portuguese custard tarts. And oh, I have Oh, those. my God. They're so good. <laughs> I ate so many of them. Because, of course, obviously, anytime I travel somewhere, I have to figure out, like, what is the f- food that I must have? Specifically, what is their pastry? Of course. Like, any travel surrounded by food is something I am there for. Yes. So. Speaking of food... What is one food that you hate that people would be shocked by? Mm, chocolate. Despise well, it. I know that. Yeah. You know that. I don't think our I listeners know that. know that. Yeah. My kids are actually continuously shocked by that. Continu- people that have been in my life for years, like, have a really hard time remembering that I hate chocolate because it's so unusual um i do actually know a few other people that dislike chocolate although very few of them dislike it to the degree that i do i don't even like like if you put a sugar cookie and a chocolate chip cookie in the same plastic baggie and you seal it up i'm probably not going to want to eat the sugar cookie because it has like chocolate essence on it now i can taste like the because the chocolate is so pungent to me like i can smell it from like a mile away so, yeah, I hate all chocolate. Like most other things, I most other things I will eat or I will take a bite of to be polite or like whatever. Chocolate? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. My plastic bag situation is like tell me you are an only child without telling me you're an only child. <laughs> Bless my heart. <laughs> Uh, so what did you want to be when you were younger? 
I'm sure oh, it's gosh. not uh, influencer marketing because yeah, that weirdly was not influencer. A thing. <laughs> weirdly, that was not like on my dream chart. Um, I wanted to be a writer. Yay! I think like that's been the most consistent thing throughout my life. Uh, I think I had blips of thinking about doing other things, um, but honestly, being a writer was like the most consistent thing that I've wanted to do, and I guess it's actually the thing I am doing. Not necessarily in the way that I thought that I might be doing it, but I, I do write. I, I freelance write. I am a writer. I have to write for work. If I can't write, then I can't do my job well. So in some very roundabout ways, I guess I am a writer. Maybe that's why we're friends. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, always... I actually thought I was going to major in English literature. And then I didn't. See, I purposefully, like, did not major in English literature because I thought it would be too boring to major in English. Well, I went to the, like, because I went into school declared as an English lit major, and then I, like, went to the the orientation meeting for all the freshmen or whatever, and they handed out, like, the list of, like, oh, here's all the classes that you'll have to take, and, like, here's some of the books that you'll read over your four years and I was like, I don't want to read any of this shit. <laughs> like, I was like, I just don't, like, I, maybe I want to read it, but I don't want to be, have to be told that I have to read it. <laughs> so I was like, nah, never mind. And then I tested into 300 level Spanish and was, took my first Spanish class and was like, this is great. I'm going to do this instead. <laughs> so then within two weeks, I switched my major to Spanish and then... I was like, hmm, what would go well with Spanish? And I sort of, like, just looked at the, like, course catalog or whatever, and I was like, international studies! That sounds like a good, that sounds like a good thing to do. And I thought at first I would minor in international international studies, and then I was like, I'll just double major. And that's what I did. And that's apparently (laughs) how I make my life choices. (laughs) I don't want to read books, but I'll read books in Spanish. Yeah, well, ask me how many of those I actually read fully the way through (laughs) the answer is not that many of them (laughs) but I did a good enough job that I got A's on all my papers that's all you need that's all you need I took one English class in college it was a Shakespeare class um I can't remember if we had to take a literature class or if I had to take it because it was a writing intensive class but I hated it so much because of the way that the professor would like force you to try to examine the stuff the same thing with my all my art history classes like I really liked art history but just after a while it just got to be well you know the way that the brush goes across the canvas you could really tell (laughs) the artist was tortured at that time I was like oh man so you're like can you though can you tell that can you I know I uh... is it painted with his blood then no (laughs) my senior seminar class uh, for Spanish, I we had our big paper or whatever, and it was we had done all of these books, um, all of these magical realism books. It was a magical realism course, and which I love. Um, and so I read mm, anywhere from like a third to half of two or three of the novels that we were supposed to have read, and then I went and I purchased. Um, the novel Big Fish. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. has watched the movie, but it was a novel first. 
and I read Big Fish, which is in English, and then I wrote a comparison of like all of the magical realism elements of Big Fish compared to the magical realism elements of the parts of the books that I had read. <laughs> and I got an A. Well, yeah. 15 page paper, got an A. <laughs> it's not necessarily the content. It's the great argument that you put forth. I, have no, I couldn't even begin to tell you what I wrote in that paper. <laughs> Could not begin to tell you what I wrote in that paper, but I uh, got a good grade on it. Called it a day. <laughs> so what talents do you have that not a lot of people know? Are you like secretly a mind freak or something? <laughs> um, I can carry a tune in a bucket. I can I can sing. I don't like to say like I'm a singer because I don't know that sounds really douchey. Uh, but I can carry a tune in a bucket, and I don't think a lot of people know that because I don't sing a lot anymore. I used like I'm not at, like currently in a choir or anything. Um, I sang the Ave Maria at uh, my friend Aaron's wedding, and. I had, like, so many people at that wedding that I had known for a really long time come up to me like, I had no idea you could sing! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's secret talent, I guess. I don't know. They just hadn't known me in school, so they just didn't know I possessed that talent, I guess. I think that once you're an adult, people just assume that if you are not, like, showing off singing all the time, then you can't sing. Right. That if you're, or, like, any, or really, like, any musical... Or, like, artistic talent. That if you aren't, like, doing it professionally, that, like, you have no yeah. talent or something. But... Yeah. Uh, I can... Spoiler I can still... alert. Most people do not right? go on to become professionals. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I I can still play the clarinet a little. Um, I was... I used to be really good. Um, but singing is the easier of the... Because <laughs> doesn't take quite as much brushing up on. But I would like to be back in a choir someday. I do enjoy singing and singing in a group very much. I used to be a first soprano. Um, and now I typically... I mean, if I was like... It basically, If I was like in shape, I could still sing first soprano. But I prefer to sing second soprano or alto now. Because I think the harmony is more fun. Yeah. I got I got all the I, I was always a little bit bored singing for soprano anyway. But <laughs> also for sopranos think their shit doesn't stink. They're like trumpet players. Really oh man. Annoying. I'm just I'm just thinking back to all the first sopranos in my choir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Very thanks. true. <laughs> I don't know why. I think alto sounds better. I just I like just singing harmony. Voices. Yeah. I mean the, the harmony part is just better, but also mm-hmm. I just think the the tone of the alto voice usually sounds yeah, that, better. <laughs> yeah, the, that lower register is, I don't know, it's just a lot warmer. Yeah. Also, I never really like, I don't really like vibrato a lot, so a lot of the first sopranos are, like, super into vibrato, so. They really. Love it. They really are. They're obsessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no hate if you're first soprano, because remember, I am one too, but your shit does stink. Thank you. <laughs> we just have memories from choir it's true <laughs> memories from choir infiltrated with memories from band of the trumpet players the flautists bless mm. 
What is one thing that you wish that you could be better at? Oh, God. So many things. Um, I mean, as an Enneagram one, I can think of like a million things that I could be better at. Which like real favorite. things, not. Yes. <laughs> um, I wished I was better at cleaning and being organized. Like I genuinely do. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, and I, I, it's funny because TikTok is helping me here. Uh, not actually be more organized necessarily, but um, there's a couple of TikTok accounts that I follow that have pointed out that like, we put this like moral goodness around like keeping a super tidy home, mm-hmm. but there's actually nothing like morally good or bad about having a tidy home. Like, yeah, okay, maybe you shouldn't be a hoarder and have like piles of dirt and shit in your house, but like you shouldn't feel any shame around just like the fact that you may or may not be a particularly good tidy, like a good at tidying. And that's just not a thing I'm good at. And so I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to feel like shame about this. (laughs) Just be a little chaotic and it's okay. Uh, But I do still wish I was better at it. I wish it came more naturally to me. Yeah. I will say that like, it's totally something that you have to practice like a, like a learned behavior kind of thing. Yeah. Where, because like I used to be like totally, like totally, totally messy. Like our house was messy growing up and then I just took that with me when I went to college. (laughs) And then I guess like when I started living on my own, that's when I was like, oh, I have to take care of my things. I guess I shouldn't leave it all strewn about the floor all the time. Um... And so then eventually I get better and like still like I'm like in my office right now and it's not like great. <laughs> like there's crap all over the place in here. But um like you're saying it's like it's functional. So right. what does it matter? I also I, d- I also like uh the other thing that these accounts talk about is like is it functional for you? Mhm. And like just because it doesn't make sense to someone else, if it functions for you, then it functions. Right. And that's like a whole new concept for me because I think we have this like, it needs to be like Pinterest and Instagram perfect. And like, that's just probably never going to be my house. But if I can like get it to a place where it functions well for me and the purpose that I need, then that's totally cool. Like, I am straight up considering getting another laundry basket so that I can have a basket for each of us just for clean laundry. And, like, when it comes out, I, I know, I knew you were going to laugh at me for this. But then it comes out of the out of the dryer and I can put it in mine, Alex's, or Eden's laundry basket. I will most likely fold hers first. But if it never gets folded, if the other shit never gets folded... You know what laundry basket to look in. Like, that's actually a system that works very well for my brain. Yeah. Because, like, I I I just know I'm not very good at folding it. And then everything ends up in one basket. And then I'm trying to find the thing that I need amongst Alex's underwear and the baby socks. At least if I know, look in my basket. That works for me. That would work. Well, and that is one benefit of eventually she will be able to do her own laundry. Can't wait. 
um, and, for that and, and fold her own clothes and stuff. Like, my kids take care of their own clothes. It takes them 20,000 years, but <laughs> they do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my parents finally, like, I used to, because that, like, folding the laundry is, like, one of my chores, one of my very few chores, and maybe that's why I don't like it now, um, but I, my parents finally reached a point where they were like, look, if you're doing your own laundry, I don't, we don't care if you fold it, we don't care how you put it away, whatever works for you, if you want to live out of your laundry basket until it's dirty again, literally, it doesn't matter, we don't care, find your system, Whatever system works for you is fine. <laughs> this my is not only the thing issue, that I'm going to fight with you about. My only issue with that is that I pay for the clothes. I mean, I took good care of my clothes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I took care of my clothes. I wasn't, like, beating my clothes up. So, yes. That, I do think that that is. <laughs> I think that's a fair line to draw. Yes. <laughs> also, I do not fold my husband's laundry. Oh, no, I, I mean. Like, that's not a thing. I separate I only it into do another basket. Yeah, I only do if it's, like, mixed in with mine, and then I'm, like, coming across it. And if I'm on, like, if I've had, like, a dopamine, a good good hit of dopamine from folding mine, then I'll fold some of this, too. <laughs> but that's, that's I mean, when the ADHD has to, like, I have to be riding that, that hyper-focus train. <laughs> our laundry is always mixed together. Like, the our hamper is mixed together. So uh-huh. we, we wash it together, but then when it comes out, I separate it. Yeah, I need to just do that, and that just needs to be how it goes. Yeah. And then his just sits there for however long while I'm, like, immediately, like, I gotta put it away. So. See? I do think it's interesting, though, that because you're a type 1, I would expect you to be very organized. And so I always thought there was an interesting disconnect. Yeah, I. Because you're organized, like, in other ways. Yes. My work is impeccably organized. Um, I keep excellent spreadsheets. I have my folders are all very well filed my inbox like I cannot handle having just a bunch of unread shit in my inbox like that drives me crazy like all of that stuff um I keep very organized and I I I, I've spent a lot of time trying to dissect this about myself um because you're right it doesn't make any sense why I can be so organized there and have my planner and like all the stuff and my physical space is so like low-key chaotic Um, Mm -hmm. and I do think that it is the ADHD that like there, there's like a, there's like just a disconnect. That's where the disconnect is for like the physical space. And that's, as I'm like learning more about ADHD in adults and particularly in women, that seems to be a pretty common thread of like, Mm -hmm. you have to like hyper organize certain things and then the rest just goes to shit. But you're, but also, so like, it makes no, like, there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of the things in my house, but I also know where they are. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a pretty good chance. Sometimes I just straight up lose things and I'm like running around hitting the button on my, the ping your iPhone button on my watch, which is (laughs) the best function in the world, by the way, it was worth the, however many dollars I spent on this watch just to be able to ping my iPhone. Um, I do it all the time. I put my phone down and I have no idea where I put it down and I have to ping my, ping it on my watch. But like, for the most part, I can be like, huh? I don't know. I set this thing down. Oh, it's probably one of like three weird places. And I know sort of what those three weird places are. And so I know to go look in my three weird places where I put strange things. Like, 
it just makes sense for my brain. My brain makes no sense to anyone else, whether they live in my house or not. But I more or less know where to find things sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> Maybe 45% of the time. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, <laughs> I've wondered what it's like to uh, be on medication that works and just do things that actually make sense. Bob left his water in the closet the other day. Oh, I would do um, that. And I was just like, what is happening? But he doesn't have ADHD, I don't think. I think it's just memory problems that we've discussed before. <laughs> Still a little senility setting in. <laughs> uh, but almost every day he loses his water. Yes. And then just Bless wanders around. Or his coffee mug and just wanders around the house going, where did I leave it? Like he left his coffee mug by the front door earlier this week just like in the little ledge where the posts are uh-huh. um so yeah bless kind of like that yeah bless. it's always a beverage for him though uh, <laughs> nothing else no that was for me with a lot of things i just have no object permanence and i i mean that's why I like that's why i leave like cabinet doors in the kitchen open all the time i open oh, it God. grab something turn around and by the time i've turned around i've forgotten that the door the cabinet even exists and so it just stays open until I walk back in the kitchen and maybe I notice it, maybe I don't. Maybe Alex comes in and closes it behind me. We can say. never live together. I would drive you crazy. We would be like Grace and Frankie. I would be, well, I'd be, it'd be more like, it'd be like that, but I don't know. It would be, it would be weird, <laughs> but I, I cannot stand open cabinet doors. Oh, it I leave them open all insane. the time. All the time. All the time. Drives Alex insane. I hate it so much. I go behind Reese when he's emptying the dishwasher and just like close all the cabinets because he leaves yes. all of them open. He's like, I never know what's going to be in the dishwasher. I'm like, you have eyeballs. You can see what's in the dishwasher. Yes, but then I close it and I think I've gotten it all for that cabinet and then I close it and then there's, I realize there's another bowl and then I have to open it again. So then I just leave it and then I turn around and I forget that it's open. <laughs> At least I finished the task I was doing, probably, most likely. I mean, I think also the key is that you are aware of the fact that you do it. I am aware of the fact that I do it. It doesn't stop it from happening, but I am aware that I am the guilty party here. Yeah. I don't walk in and go, huh, who left all those cabinet doors open? Couldn't have been me. (laughs) I'm like, oh, look, I left the cabinet door open again. Okay, so I'm going to ask a hard question. Okay. What has been the hardest thing about the pandemic for you? Oh, gosh. Um, the just never-ending sense of doom and gloom. Yeah. That the world is falling apart. The existential dread. Yeah. Like, genuinely. That's... Like, because... The staying inside, I was doing that anyway. The socializing with only a handful of people, I was doing that anyway. Um, Like, there's not a whole lot of things. I mean, there's definitely been things that are different socially. um, But nothing where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just cannot wait to get on an airplane and go somewhere or I just can't wait to go to a wedding or I just can't wait to do I don't know whatever 
I'm not going to music festivals or any of that kind of shit. Like, what? That's no. It's the like. Oh my god, the world is falling apart. Is this the Thanos snap? Like, mm-hmm. ah! And then I can't think about it. And so then I just have to like doom scroll on my phone or like watch Netflix because I can't I can't think too hard about it. Yeah. Agreed. It makes me panicky. <laughs> so that's that that actually is the hardest part. And this and the like the and the the, the frustration of um the people that just won't do the group project. Yeah. And the like the like collective gaslighting. Yeah. I guess like Yes. It there's a lot of gaslighting going on and you're like wait, what? Like what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. We could probably talk about this about this question probably for like 3 hours. Yeah. Um yeah, just to, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say that's a that's a good answer the doom mm-hmm. sense there's a lot of doom yeah so there, there's that downer at least there's no zombies thank fucking god <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't survive long Alex made that known pretty early on in our relationship he was like babe um I love you but if the zombies were to ever come for us I don't think you'd make it very long. And I said, you are correct, sir. Do you think people would take it seriously if it was zombies instead of coronavirus, though? Maybe. Maybe because they could actually physically see it. Although, there's that, like... They'd be like, they're fine. There was that, like, tweet or something that was going around. And that was, like, the person wondered why when The Walking Dead started, there was, like, nobody... Like the population had well, like the population had dwindled so much by the time like The Walking Dead, like the first episode of The Walking Dead started. Oh "Oh, yeah, it's because all these dummies were like, "Whatever, zombies, it's fine." (laughs) Eaten by the zombies. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, there's something to that. Yeah, I'll say, uh, don't watch the fifth episode of What If, because zombies. Oh, all right. I will not. (laughs) Not. Not I don't think you were watching it anyway, necessarily. But um, I wasn't. Although there's a lot of talk about it in binge mode. It's a little gross. So if you were made president for one day, oh god, you could change. You could change one thing, and it couldn't be like contested or overturned or whatever by Congress, the Supreme Court, whatever. Like it would be in effect. Oh, God. What would it be? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) um, Every day is Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I got to think about this for a second. Okay. Well, there's like a thousand. My brain is like in a million places. Hmm. I would put better regulations 
around adoption with a subcategory of <laughs> better supports in place for women who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, that does not include outlawing abortion. Shock. <laughs> what? But it would include supports for all of the things that actually would bring down the number of abortions and women feeling like they need to be in that position. So yes, that is my very... So basically like a comprehensive mother yes. and baby program. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, you know, one tiny little... It's just a <laughs> tiny little thing. You didn't... I'm sorry, did you expect me to have a very tiny answer? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like... It's the kind of thing that could be answered, like have a, a single tiny little answer. And well, also that's not the way the government works anyway. It's so. not, because there's like <laughs> so many like... It's a $5 trillion omnibus plan. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, that's my final answer. Uh, I wholeheartedly approve. Thank you. Thank you. Do I get your vote? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> What is the most overrated thing? Like on the planet? Um, let's just say, I mean, I'll, I, I mean, guess Coldplay comes to mind. Coldplay? I fucking hate Coldplay so much. <laughs> Bob had a roommate who loved Coldplay God. and would play Yellow all the time. Oh, I Nothing... <laughs> makes me change the radio station faster than a Coldplay song coming on. Only, the only thing that comes in second to that is a Gwen Stefani song. Oh my god. I the hate worst. both those things so much. Uh, I would say overrated right now, and you can't say Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> um... Oh, man. Okay, overrated right now. Yeah, like in the last few years. Coldplay is overrated, but also they're kind of irrelevant now. So They are kind of irrelevant now. They still, it's still, they still make me angry, just the fact that they exist. <laughs> um, and still sometimes are on, on the radio. Um, man. Um, gosh, I feel like... Um, Feel, I feel like there's a lot of answers and I just can't like grab them in my brain. Um, and I don't really understand the hype around Star Wars. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'm sorry. I just, it's, that's not my kind of nerd. I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I'm a nerd. I mean, but it's I'm not fine. A Star Wars nerd. It's fine. I, it, it's fine. That's, that's really all I've got about to say about it. I think I, I think it's a little on the overrated side. Um, I got uh, can we come back to this one? I I gotta I gotta think on it a minute while we talk about some others. I'm sure I'll have a better answer shortly. I mean, I thought you were gonna say something like how do we know what? But like like Ray Dunn or something like. That. I mean, Ray Dunn is definitely overrated. Also, I've fallen into a very specific corner of TikTok. 
Is it the Ray Dunn reseller? What the hell? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. We are on the same. We are the same. Apparently Bethany also got there and none of us are sure how it happened. Yes. It's like TikToks about like people who work at like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and stuff. And all of Mm -hmm. the like Ray Dunn ladies come in. They're like storming in and like demanding to know where they've hidden all the Ray Dunn stuff. Like, I had no idea these women existed. I, like, didn't realize that Ray... Like, I knew Ray Dunn had, like, a cult following. I did not realize it was that much of a cult following. It's insane. It is I think we followed... I think we fell into this TikTok because we also watched the MLM TikToks. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. And they're kind of related. They are very related. Uh, Well, we've talked... We kind of talked about this before, but I find tiny houses to be overrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiny also, houses are rich people playing poor. Any dog that ends in doodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I just needed to name an overrated thing. And then... You just had to name an overrated <laughs> thing, and then they were just going to come pouring out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Any dog that ends in doodle. Mm-hmm. I will say no more. As the proud owner of a mutt, it's just a mutt. It's just a mutt. It's a Y'all. very expensive mutt. You people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for a mutt. They're not even that cute. No. <sighs> anyway, glad we get some some people are gonna come at us in a little bit. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I only have a couple questions left. So good. I have good number. I'm excited for myself. <laughs> Pat on my own back. Um, what is the biggest thing that you worry about as Edie gets older? Oh gosh, um, everything. Um, I mean, accurate, but yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions about how she will process her adoption and her Mm -hmm. story and how Alex and I will be answering her questions or sometimes if depending on the question maybe saying that you know answering with we don't know or you know might have to talk to Taylor and Jasper about that or like whatever um I think that's probably one of my biggest ones it's just the like not knowing how she will process things and also like I'm friends with a lot of adult adoptees and follow a lot of adult adoptees but pretty much I mean none to very few of them grew up in like a truly open adoption Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of like historical precedent for how adoptees process their stories differently through their open adoption as they head into adulthood because like it's only been in the last like 15 years or so that that's really been like quote trendy. Um, so you're just sort of making it up as we go along in some ways. So that's probably my biggest one. I mean, there's like a million other things to worry about, too, because, you know, the world. But I think that's probably at the top of my, like, anxiety list. 
Yeah. I hope you are writing it all down because you will be able to be the person giving that advice to the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I think as with so many things in, in the world, like you learn from the mistakes uh, that have been made previously and then you sort of pass on your knowledge and hope that people learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So I have one final question for you. I'm ready. What weird things scare you? Like, are you afraid of birds or caterpillars falling on your head? So clowns are terrifying. (laughs) Uh, clowns are the worst. Clowns are terrifying. Also, in the clown category are um, mascots, like people dressed up as things. Um, I d- never want to go to Disney, ever, because so many people dressed up as sh- those terrifying things. They should not be dressed up as. I should be able to see their faces, and I can't. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's terrifying. Uh, I, have I ever told you the, the piece of bread story? Uh, I don't think so. You would know if I had told you. Okay. Now everybody gets to hear the piece of bread story. Okay. Uh, This has been, I mean, this has legitimately been a fear my entire life. And I was like, I was little. I was like two and a half, maybe. And I was at the grocery store with my mom. There was like one grocery store in town, the IGA. And we were at the IGA and they were having like some sort of kids new kids wonder bread promotion and there was um and i was like riding along like i was sitting like on the bottom of the cart very unsafely but it was the 90s it's fine and everyone did that so i was riding along on the bottom of the cart and we turn the corner and as part of this like kids wonder bread promotion they had a guy in the bread aisle dressed up as a giant piece of bread and like it was a fully grown dude and his face was like in the middle of the piece of bread so like this piece this this bread costume was probably like 10 or 11 feet tall and i saw it and i completely lost my shit like i freaked out i fell out of the bottom of the cart my mom had to leave our groceries and just like hightail it out of the store and (laughs) i would not go back to the iga for like six months, which was extremely inconvenient for my mom because my dad worked like second shift at the time. And so she had to wait for him to be home so she could go to the store because um, I like wasn't in daycare or anything. And so then she they finally convinced me to go back to the store. And we walk in and there's a mechanical gorilla waving at us from the bananas. And my mom just turned around and walked back <laughs> out. <laughs> but like to this day... In my brain, this giant piece of bread is, like, 20 feet tall. Like, and I mean, to be fair, I was, like, little. I was, like, a toddler. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, barely preschool age. And I was, like, basically on the ground looking up. So, like, from my perspective, as from my tiny person perspective, like, it was extremely huge. But also, (laughs) the piece of bread scarred me for life a little bit. So I am terrified of people dressed up like things. Um, I also have an irrational fear that birds are going to swoop down and get stuck in my hair. Uh, I think that is a valid fear. Thank you. I do not have big curly hair, but 
uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was in Palm Springs, and there were a bunch of hummingbirds. And I swear to God, those things will just go oh, God. where they want to go. They don't give a with fuck. no regard for They're people the honey badger in of the their bird way. world. They are. They're Jesus. so terrifying. Yeah, I don't. They're so I don't, fast. I don't like birds because they just swoop down, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna get in my hair. I don't like it. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that uh, when I was a little kid, I had a dream about toast men chasing me? <laughs> no. I used to eat toast for breakfast like every morning because I didn't like cereal. Uh-huh. And, and so eventually I had a dream about giant toast men with like cartoon arms oh, no. chasing me through cartoon hills. Oh, no. <laughs> did you eat toast after that? I did. I still eat toast. Oh, well, that's good. But I still oh, remember. Apparently, man. it was not scarring enough to make me not eat toast. But you I still, still remember, remember the dream. It was a million years ago. Well, so I was personally chased by a giant piece of bread. He didn't chase me, but he was waving because he saw a child, and that was his job was to wave at the children. <laughs> they did not consider that the children would be fucking terrified. I think that should always be a consideration. I absolutely, I a hundred percent like anything. I've like been do, like I've done things where people are like, "Oh, kids love clowns," or "Kids love things," and I'm like, "No, no, no. This is a terrible idea. Do not have clowns. Do not have a person dressed up as a thing. That's terrifying. Absolutely not. Clowns are scary." Santa Claus sometimes is also scary. Yes. The Easter Bunny costume should not exist. So horrifying. I had an agreement with one of my friends in college. He was one of the people that was our mascot. Because there's like multiple people. Because there's like laws about how long you can be in those suits. Mm-hmm. So for like a football game, you have to have like four different people like rotating out through the suit. But he was one of he was one of the Tommies and. We had an agreement that he was never to come anywhere near me if he was in the suit. (laughs) Like, and he was a good guy. So he was like one of those people where I knew I could make this, like, make him promise me that. And he would keep the promise. He wouldn't be like a jerk and then, like, go back on it because he thought it was funny. Like, I knew that Derek was going to keep that promise. (laughs) And so he would be like, I'm going to be in the suit. I'm like, okay, good. Don't come near me. Uh I did not know that there were laws about how long you could be in the suit because I did the mascot at our high school football games a couple times. Well, and I don't, those I mean, I don't are know, disgusting like, to be. They're <laughs> horrible, apparently. Not that I've ever been in one, but apparently, I mean, maybe it's not like, I don't know if it's a, maybe it's not a law or maybe it's just like our university had a rule about it. I don't know. But there were like very specific rules about how long they could be in the suit at any given time because it like gets so hot and like, yeah. Kind of hard to breathe and stuff. Yeah. And then you have to, like, go switch out with somebody, apparently. Yeah, or you have to hide underneath the, uh, like, the front area where the cheerleaders have their water. <laughs> to, like, take, <laughs> take your head off. Head off. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I'm excited to interview you in a couple weeks. I didn't want to ask, like, any, like, super... I mean, I feel like I ask a good variety, but I didn't want to be like, so what's your favorite color? 
<laughs> we wanted like a nice, uh, not so surface level, but also not so deep. Yeah. Good job, Megan. A plus. Yay, thank you. I started doing uh, EMDR and therapy today, mm-hmm. which is uh, stands for, hold on, I have to, I can never remember. Oh, I have to look it up every time. I have to look it up every time. Uh, stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Uh, yeah. So basically you focus on uh, like disturbing memories and events and like kind of reframing around that and finding ways to cope and so that things don't trigger you out so much, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so we were like kind of practicing the like, because they either do like an eye movement thing or there's like a tapping thing and the and the idea the way I understand, as far as I understand it, is to like engage both sides of your brain. And so we were like kind of practicing with it. And I kept being like, I don't think, am I doing a good job? <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Am I, am I passing? Do I, can, can I, did I, am I failing? What's happening? <laughs> and I was, and, then, and I also had to be like, I know that's not a real thing, but can you just please assure me I'm doing a good job because I need to know. <laughs> My therapist was like, yes, you're doing just fine. BT <laughs> does. End. This is part of the reason why I'm in therapy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't figured that out yet, here I am. <laughs> anyway, you get an A+. Plus. <laughs> that was where that came from. Well, Steffi, it's time for joy. It's time for joy. Yay. What is bringing you joy this week? I have clean sheets in the dryer. And that means that when we get done here, I get to put the clean sheets on my bed and climb into a freshly made bed with clean sheets and clean blankies. Ooh, that's always really nice. I Right? So I'm excited for that. And the temperature has... It's uh, time for, like, it, you know, to go down at night, finally. Yes, you can open so if you open the window, <gasps> get the, like, nice, cozy blanket, warm, oh my or God. warm blanket, chill air coming in. It's, like, it's the perfect, oh, my God. It's the perfect time, like, the perfect sleeping weather. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Megan, what's bringing you joy? Um, I... Finally bought myself some new jeans nice. that I had been thinking about for a long time, and then I never did it, and then I finally did it. Um, and a new pair of boots. What did you go with on both? Uh, I got Levi's for the mm-hmm. jeans. Um, because, ladies, I don't know if you're aware, but it's really hard to find jeans that aren't stupid. Um yeah. I mean, they're still, like, not 100%, like, perfect, I would say. Partially because I did not want to spend $120. I mean, fair. Um, maybe I will invest in a good pair. But also, like, I I don't want to have to buy them online and then return them. Yes. Um, so maybe I'll, at some point when I go to the big city, I'll... <laughs> find a Levi store made well or something and spend three hours trying on jeans. Uh, but they had the biggest selection of normal-ish jeans and yeah. sizes that are not um, based on nothing. 
Yes. So, uh, so I got those. Um, it's very exciting. I haven't actually worn them yet because I need to wash them first. And I've just weirdly been waiting, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't want to wash them. I need to wait for my other pants to be ready to wash. I really don't know. but um the boots which i also have not worn because i didn't leave the house until today after i got them and i forgot about them today so i didn't wear them today but um they are from thursday they make nice leather boots and shoes and other accessory type things nice um and uh, I'm excited because they have a nice heel on them, like a like treads, so I'm not going to uh-huh. fall on my ass Yes. when I wear them. But also, like, they look pretty nice, so yes. they'll be not, like, shit boots, basically. I yes, I have a pair of Sorrels that I've had for a few years now, and they – I love them because they look nice – um, but I also can still like wear them in the winter and not worry that I'm mm-hmm. just going to like fall on my ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they, and actually I've tried, when I tried them on and I walked around, like they felt, they feel pretty good. Um, and since they're leather, you know, they'll like form to my feet slash legs, right. Whatever. A little bit more, um. So, I don't know, maybe I'll just put them on and, like, wear them around my house for a while. Just gonna, don't mind me, guys. Just clomping around in these big old boots. Um, Now I feel, like, ready for fall. New pants, I got some boots, and... Now you just need a new cozy sweater, and you are gonna be set. I almost bought a Sharon sweater, and I really don't need another cozy sweater, to be honest. I have so many sweaters. It looks it looks amazing. I would love to have it, but I can't bring myself You're to just do it. Like, no, I don't need another sweater. Guess, I'll I save guess. my money. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited for your new boots and your new jeans. Yay. And for you to for them to be ready to wash, <laughs> you can actually. I mean, wear they're them. ready to wash. I just. Yeah, you aren't ready to watch I mean, I them. guess actually they're not because the tags are still on them. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> we established at the beginning of this episode that this week has been a whole mess. So, so I feel like that explains everything. Just all par for the course. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, man. Well, next week we are going to be jumping into the topic of fear. Don't be scared, you guys. It's going to be okay. In the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.